0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Dawncast, I'm Di Lee. Uh, today we've got the wonderful <laughs> Bernie Zelvis joining us. Now you might not have heard of Bernie, he's probably not a household name on the Australian media public, media, public uh, bro- landscape, but in the world of Australian pay TV and live music broadcasting his work is legendary. Uh, let's give it up to Bernie Zilvis. Welcome to Dawncast, Bernie. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Apparently I'm famous amongst famous people. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> now, you you are probably known as a mad scientist and mechanic mechanically minded boy from Wollongong, but ending up having a career in television. Can you tell us how that happened?
1: Oh, well, actually, it always starts when you're a kid. Uh-huh. So, you know, when we are kids, we were into rockets and things like that, because you could go down and buy them. At the uh, at the army surplus store. Yes. Until they started coming, you probably know because you come from the same area. I know. Ferry yes. Mara. Yeah. Yeah. Rockets yeah. would come through the roofs of people's <laughs> houses, right?
0: I shared with Bernie that uh, when my family arrived uh, in uh, from in Australia as refugees from Hong Kong camps. We were settled at uh, Ferry Meadow Migrant Hostel and Bernie's from there. Now, you grew up in Coromel. Yeah. 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 And coming from a working class background.
1: Yes, absolutely. Six
0: kids, tell us about that. Oh, six kids. Is it right? Six. six. Yeah. Oh, you forgot how many siblings <laughs> um, you've got.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just a big family. That's, uh-huh. uh, that's why I eat everything in front of me. And, uh, you know, it's a funny thing, I went to China. Yeah. Right. In China, China, culturally, you leave something on the plate. Yeah. Whereas where I come from, you don't. All oh, right. <laughs> I almost just ate so much because <laughs> they kept coming out with more. Right? Well,
0: what was it like growing up in in Carmel?
1: I was well, yeah. We spent most time down the beach. Such so a beach suburb. Used to go swimming a lot, um, uh, running through the sand hills. They bulldozed them down. The ones down near Balambi, they got bulldozed down. They built housing commission over it, which was a crime because they were Aboriginal middens. You could go down there any time and, and have a look at, I guess, we were just used to it, Aboriginal implements, you know, they'd mm. fish a lot down that particular tribe, I guess. Right. Yeah, that mob, they call it, don't they?
0: So what What were you like as a child? A uh, troublemaker. Oh, I think I
1: actually it's a good question because I sometimes get students at TAFE that remind me of me and they're really annoying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Reflects it's
1: mir- mirroring you. Yeah, they're always t- telling jokes. They're always, you know, trying to run interference, and they're always too clever for their own boots. And you know, uh, while you're trying to teach some other people who might be a bit more serious about their uh, um, uh, about their career path, you've got some young ones coming up, you know, being like little troublemakers. But you can't you can't dislike them because they're so clever and they're so sharp. They've mm. just got plenty of spare brain cells to work with. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, so uh, I, I, you know I think we were into a technical thing yeah, actually way back um, my mate David Dickinson actually we started a photography club. We also started a film club and uh, that's where I got interested in film. made our first um, movie actually, which is somewhere on Facebook from way back then on eight millimeter. So uh, I, I guess that's like whatever you're interested in. So, so what, what, yeah, yeah, so
0: what was your passion? What were what did you want to do when you grow well, up?
1: Well, there was a bit. Electronics. Um, when I went to when I originally went to TAFE, I was doing electronics and a pilot's course at the same time. So Because you know, also I wanted to be a pilot. I haven't finished that yet. Right. That was a bit much I was taking on. And playing in a band. Right, so, you know, when you're a kid you think you can do everything. But there is a thing called time that <laughs> interferes with those plans.
0: So did you... So you took on your pilot course and you uh, still did and, and film learning filmmaking at the same time. Oh, well,
1: it was electronics back then, but yep. then it was time to, to go across to, to film. What was I doing? Oh, yeah. So you yeah. spent
0: you spent a year um, at university studying engineering. Yeah, but then you moved to TAFE. Tell yep. us why.
1: Well, TAFE is more practical, right? So you know, I just wanted to get my hands on things and make stuff. I made my first radio transmitter at thirteen. So you go to university, it all gets a bit, you know, academic and theoretical for a while before you actually do stuff. Uh, So TAFE just felt better for that. And um, uh, what was I I was working uh, in electronic warfare for the Navy for a while. That was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I still know some secrets. (laughs) I can't can't tell you. What
0: is electronic warfare? What does it involve?
1: Well, it's using things like radar mainly and electronic means of... uh, De, um, being deceptive to the enemy. So, like Australia has a, we have a... a what
0: was that like, though? I mean, you, you're, you're kind of skirting through uh, here. Uh, uh, well, it was short, <laughs> right, right?
1: But, you know, like I've been down in the bowels of a ship and seen the sonar, and, and we still have, we developed a sonar system back in the 80s, that, um, that when you ping, you know, like, you would see submarine movies, where they go, ping, and you know where they are. Yes. When an Australian submarine goes, ping, you have no idea where they are, because there's a special... Process of processing those pings that they appear to come from somewhere they're not.
0: So what are you saying? Did
1: I can't tell you any more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what did you work? What did you develop?
1: In uh, oh, in the early days, uh, uh, for, for,
0: for for the the electronic warfare. I
1: was only there for a year. So so uh, um, did
0: you work on any major project that um, you? Uh,
1: uh, well, for the first year, we we're allowed to do anything we want, right? So we we're kind of like the higher level trainees, right? So uh, so I was in a band, so uh, and it was really hard to get high-powered amplifiers, and so we made power amplifiers. But the, the caveat was that you can't just go to the shop and buy the stuff. You have to specify transformers and stuff and send it downstairs to the trainees so that the wine, the transformers, had to calculate the power so the thing wouldn't overheat and catch fire. And I uh, <laughs> made a nap. They called it the barbecue, because right? <laughs> it was made out of military grade. Aluminium welded, you know, giant transformers inside. It was like heavy; took two people to carry it. Wow! And it looked like a barbecue.
0: But you were you working inside a sub?
1: Oh no, 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 uh, no, no, no! no. There, there's uh, a Rosebery building still there, an old RTA building. Right. They took that over for a year, and all the trainees were in there. Um, that was pretty interesting. So sort of different levels, and we we're on the highest level because we we're the highest level trainees.
0: How come you were only there for a year?
1: Uh I moved on to T V. Uh ah. Yeah, I was always interested in TV. I was like um even at school, so I did I was the only person in school that got apparently that got first level first level science physics pass and a conceded third level math pass. <laughs> apparently that's not possible. <laughs> but uh I did it. So uh and one of my subjects was television. It was television, relativity and angular momentum. There you go. Right. There, as soon as I walked into a TV station, I saw relativity there right in front of my... Because you can see, see these little signals where the little clocks are going around and around, you know, call it um, colour burst clocks. We're going, I was like, well, has that happened? right? Yeah. Oh, that's because the signal's going up to a satellite, and in the daytime it gets dragged out by the sun. And then it comes back, and the time difference changes. My
0: God, you're talking about quantum stuff, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like, oh wow, this is pretty cool. So, what was your first television job?
1: Uh, I I was um, master control, basically watching TV, right, and and noting down anything that goes wrong, and answering (laughs) answering late night, late night. You'd be the only person on the TV station, so you'd be answering all those phone calls you get from lonely (laughs) (laughs) housewives.
0: So what what fascinated you about television that drew you into the television world?
1: I was just making stuff so like music I mean there was a the music thing I moved to Perth and um, uh, I wanted to direct that's where I decided I wanted to get away from engineering so I designed stuff and things I thought that's you know, boring. Yeah, um, I started doing some. Mm. Technical directing, and then that's kind of like you're you're in television anyhow. That's your way in because you understand the equipment. Because ultimately, even here, ultimately, this is a technical environment, and you need to have mastery over that before you can take that tool and be creative, mm. right? So yeah, you know,
0: setting up and uh, yeah. how the sound. Yeah,
1: and it's the same with music, you know, like you get two sticks, you start clicking them together, and then the way you click them together, you can create emotion and transfer that across the system. That's really fascinating. Mm. So I was actually more fascinated with um, um, how people uh, receive information and, and uh, feel about, you know, about transmitting feeling. You know, the piano mm. is a machine, it's just like these notes are all in order. And you can get some, you know, how
0: how you can connect the the content or what uh, what we now nowadays call content. You're yeah. saying how do we create that in in the settings that you create that, and how that then get transmitted, and yeah. then how that affects another person yeah. when they listen or they watch.
1: Yeah, on a one dimensional line, which is what we're doing here, just volume thing going up and down, and we're changing. The way people think and feel about stuff—it's amazing.
0: Now, you—you you work on many different um, pro- projects in your career, many of them music-related. Um, but one—what what have been your most memorable memorable direct you know directing? You got Channel, you know, you said Big Day Out live shows, Nickelodeon Kids. Can you tell us what what?
1: Well, the biggie I think that, that me and my friends who worked on it all remember is the Lady Gaga Monster Hall, right? right? And uh, my, my favorite. Quote of uh, as when Lady Gaga calls me over and says, "Bernie, please make me look beautiful." It was like, ah, oh, melt, <laughs> right? Right. So you worked with Lady Gaga? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Most and what?
0: What was this? Her con? Uh, her um tour?
1: Um, no, actually, it was a special gig. Uh, um, 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 she was discovered in Australia, and um, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By a friend of mine, actually, and um, uh, the um. She was ahead of So
0: you it. can reach out to Lady Gaga. Oh,
1: I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> um, well, you, I, it, I, if
0: you were, if she was discovered in Australia. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. She surely, can you? If you have a look, if you, if you look it up, uh, Lady Gaga Monster Hall Sydney. In fact, you'll say um, right at the beginning of the gig because it's on her Vimeo right uh, channel. Right at the beginning, uh, you know, I was bro- I broke first here in Australia, and so so drinking water. So, <laughs> but um, um, uh, they came over and put on a free gig, right? And it was a big deal. I've I've got stuff of uh, you know of behind the scenes the day before rehearsing with the dancers, yeah, and uh, and all of that. And I've not been game to put it up because, yeah, copyright. Right, issues, but you know it's very. very couldn't, funny.
0: couldn't couldn't you get uh, permission from Lady Gaga? Um, Did you? Because you yeah. made her look beautiful. i have no doubt.
1: Oh, she was awesome. Right, she's the real deal. Right, some people say what she like. Look, uh, uh, also um, uh, directed a show with her uh, live at the chapel, and that was the f- <laughs> that was the first time. That was the first time I'd met them. Went in, twenty minutes in the green room with her and management. <laughs> My comment was. It has a few few holes in that Swiss cheese, <laughs> right? So, uh, but they were kind of like brooding new back then, right? Mm. And so, uh, um, but she's like the real deal. That that gig she was put on for her little monsters, so she was like the odd one out in school, the ugly one, and she's grown up and made a career overcoming that. And then that was put on for so it was a free gig. I reckon it would have. Co- I, I should ask actually, but I think. I'm, I think it'd be close to a million dollars, maybe eight hundred thousand dollars to put that thing on. Cause, wow! Because Sydney town halls not not inexpensive. No, and we built a set specially for it, mm. right? So there's a lot going on. To and your you know. work
0: around that is the set, the the, the technical side. Um, well, and well, I had
1: something to do with that. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing because you know, directors have a have a you know, early input. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, um, yeah, actually it's so funny. I, I, I wasn't uh I I wasn't sort of totally aware of what a big deal this was and uh turn up to a meeting at the Sydney Town Hall and uh and I turn up like this actually, exactly like this. Bike is right? And and I walk on in and there's twenty people on a big table, right? And everyone's dressed in suits and taking this very seriously. <laughs> And I'll go, oh, God. <laughs> and this is the director. Oh! <laughs> uh, not dressed properly.
0: And, and so, so what What's was the – obviously you've worked with many big acts. So what are some of the, the impression that has been left with you in terms of working with Lady Gaga? I believe you've also worked with Brian May from um, Queen oh, uh, uh, and Midnight Oil. What are some of the impressions that they left –
1: Ah, uh-huh, uh, uh, uh well, midnight oil was that. That was
0: was that when Peter Garrett was still uh, the 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 um, lead singer.
1: Yes, and that was before he became a politician. Just yeah. before, um, it was uh, two thousand four. I think it was the where the the um, the tsunami. What was it? Twenty fourteen.
0: God, I remember yeah, the tsunami. Yeah. I can't remember the year. Yeah, but yeah. and
1: um, and a, a free gig to was put on to to raise money. Mm. Uh it took, I think, within two weeks, which is unheard of, right, so, and everyone worked on it for free, and so, so you know, Minaya all featured there, and people have, you know, in, and I, there's the, that moment where Peter Garrett became, a, I said I was going to talk about politics, <laughs> but, but this is funny, there was this moment, you know, and, and there, there are these moments when you do this sort of stuff, I mean, you're working with, you know, famous people, but that's not what it is, it's. Like a lot of people turn up to a gig, and you see different moments that change people's career. Yeah, and you know it when you see it. Yes, like, and so that's what was cool. Yeah. and for him was like someone had uh, someone had a big sign up waving it back and forth. Peter Garrett for PM. So that's that's on the uh, wave aid thing. If you watch Midnight, or you'll see it. And you can see, and because uh, for me, it, it's not just coverage. Like a lot of people who do multicam coverage in in in. TV, it's just about coverage, but for me, it's about capturing what's going on in the head of the performer. So, you have to be really sharp. So, I cut to him, and you see his eyes light up. But he's going, you can see the moment where where he considered becoming a politician, and it's there, it's yeah. there forever. So, that's cool. That's that good. stuff's really cool. That's right.
0: what you capture. What about uh, Brian May from The Queen? From oh, that was the Queen, sorry, Brian the May Queen. from Queen. Queen, the Queen,
1: Queen. The Queen. <laughs> Queen. Uh, I, I was, um. Uh, I agreed to do uh, make a free music video for um, uh, for charity for a uh, charity called Rock Aid Armenia, where um, to build a music school in Armenia that had been knocked down. I think it was nineteen ninety two. There was a huge earthquake in Armenia, pretty much flattened the country. Right. And they'd raised money, but there was a the second round of raising money. So, uh, so a friend asked, he, do you know anyone who can you know, in England who could shoot? Making a video with Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and, and I'm going me. <laughs> so, so that was my holidays, right? So, so I go there and I, I shoot this video. And uh, Brian May was re- was receiving an award from the president um, uh, of Armenia uh, for the previous uh, song, which was a remake of "Smoke on the Water." This one I was shooting was uh, a, a song written by Tony Iommi, guitarist from Black Sabbath. So I was I was jet lagged. This is this was like probably the busiest year of my life. I think it was twenty ten. That was the the, the year I also uh, uh, what was happening? I was organizing uh, a thing called um, the Aria Countdown. Yeah. Which was um, uh, at the Aria Award, but there was there was the very first live broadcast for uh, for Apple for iTunes uh, on iPad iPhone. So that uh, there was twenty. 2010, 2010, 2010, I think. Yeah, anyhow, and that was the Lady Gaga, was that same year. So I just finished Lady Gaga. I'd flown to London to make a music video, and then Brian May was receiving an award, like, in, in the middle of the night, <laughs> organising this thing, you know, because. Because we're exactly thirty degrees off on the compass of the you know around the earth, so yes. so it was like I didn't sleep <laughs> for days, right? And I was cranky, and I was like, like everyone's going to need this guy's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but right. do you put your hand up for it? Uh, totally. I totally. Oh, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I live to be saturated, right? Like, it's, you know, that that thing about, you know, we're just puppets and we, we dance until the strings break, yeah. that's our job. Yes. But right. for me, I need to do that, you know, mm. uh, otherwise I will get depressed. So i just got to keep working. Okay. Right. So re- retirement's not a word that's in my.
0: No, it doesn't, I, I doesn't sound like you're going to retire anytime soon. No, uh, no. But, but I, I know that you've come round, uh, in, in terms of circle, in terms of TAFE. So you went from university um, and then went on to TAFE to, as you said, you want to get the practical and hands-on experience. And you're now back at TAFE teaching. You're actually mm. back at TAFE teaching. Um, so tell me about your role there in TAFE.
1: Well, I'm teaching a couple of classes, teaching music students how to um, produce music videos using iPhones, which is amazing. When you think 10 years ago, what's got in your iPhone now? Well, probably Samsung as well because they're pretty good. A cameras that just blow me away, right? Like you couldn't, you couldn't afford to buy a camera that good back no. then. Now we got them in our pockets, right? So, so it's about teaching this, you know. And I think I showed you a little bit earlier. I was also doing.
0: It's it's amazing. I, um, yeah. we will probably share some of those links later on to on this uh podcast or dawncast, whereby uh, uh you know, Bernie used iPhone of oh, the phones, the mobile, our handset, and he teaches his students to film and edit it. Edit, yeah. A a music clip using the iPhone or using the phone,
1: and even doing multicam live, you can do it that way. Although yeah. there's a few caveats because you're burning a lot of Wi-Fi channels. So right. you can't do that with a live audience where everyone's on their phone because no one can get on. Yeah, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> enough channels in the universe,
0: <laughs> but. Coming from the television background that you've come, you know, in the last 40 years, uh, I remember even in the television, ta- back in those days when you were carrying around this huge camera where you shoot with yeah. a film, yeah. you know, and then you go from a film into a beta cam yep, that, yep. and then into a digital. Wow,
1: you remember back that far. I remember like back that when far. When I first started Channel 4 in Wollongong, yeah, that was probably the last year or two that I used film. And then Betacam came out, and then all of the technicians went on strike because it was higher duties, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. To work this high, apparently it's still like that in England. Oh, and is that's it? That's someone I made friends with. I gave him my it was an EX3 camera. Because
0: they're quite big, the Beta Cam. Yeah. Um, they're, they're very big, yeah. and you have to…
1: But they're very technical. The film, yeah. Film's just like a you know couple of cogs ratcheting something Yeah, the down. film, you have this yeah. reel.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then you then move to the SP… Um, uh, from beta to then... Then it, uh, went, and then it went digital. Yes, digital and then yeah. shrunk back again. Yeah. And are now further digital to almost like a, well, f- a, f- a phone.
1: You store it on a chip.
0: Yeah.
1: I this new phone i got, it's bigger than my computer. It freaks out, fucking can't do anything with that. Like it's got a half a terabyte on it. <laughs>
0: but you you've really actually adapted really obviously well in terms of you've just embraced all the various technologies that have evolved over the decades.
1: yeah I've been an early adopter with everything that makes it fun. then someone comes in behind and makes money out of it right yeah <laughs> you've got to make a choice in life
0: so right. so now at, at tape you teach your students to yeah to to use this kind of technology' so in that. Film making
1: yeah, that's for music students so so you you can make video. Really good videos, and people are making feature films now from iPhones. Um, and then, of course, I'm teaching multicam and screen and media, which is cert four, so it's a bit, you know, higher end, um, uh, using broadcast cameras, so the big ones. To so the big ones. Yeah, so you still got the big ones. Yes, yeah, stu- the big ones still exist. So they still have a use. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and you know, like, if you look closely, they are better. Right, so, you know, but if you go, so everyone's consuming now on mobile media, so you don't need the big cameras to make great shots on mobile media. It's just if you go to the movie house, you'll probably see some flaws. Um, but then, you know, these cameras here, they can make uh, just as good pictures for projecting on big screen. I mean, 4K, right? Yeah. So, 4K, you, when you go to the movies, you're watching 2K, right? So, that's, what, that's the... St- I, d- I don't
0: know about that technology, yeah, the but l- language, but... Yeah,
1: well, 2K just means how many pixels across the line. Right. Right, so so when you go to the movies, it's still 2K, which is, you, you, you've been watching that all your life. Movies. Right. That, kind of, that that level of precision. But now cameras are recording 4K, even your phone, so that's double the width, double the height. That's four times information. Wow. So you can fit four times, you know, a cinema screen on your... On your phone. Yeah,
0: so, what's satis- what's the most satisfying part about teaching a TAFE?
1: Uh, you, it's when, and you, you know, it's when that that little light switches on, right? So you struggle, you struggle, then you do, bing, and it comes on, right? And they they go for it, and uh, and you go, yeah, that works. Not ever, you know, not always students are like that, but when that happens, you, and you get that that little light that turns on, they get it get it and you go well that's it my job's done and I had a, had a um, COVID created a few problems lately because we couldn't couldn't teach live so I'm teaching over the internet online yeah online and yeah. then now over the break we've got access to the studio and I, and I wandered in on Friday with my class and I say I'm not touching anything I'm going to be your talent that's where I was doing that bit of poetry earlier. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing, and uh, it's up to you. And they uh, they pulled together, they made a show. Oh, <laughs> that's great! Yeah, without me, yeah, <laughs> just push me around. Like it's great being talent, push around, just do the that I can you do that again? Or right, yeah. whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like having watched that happen, like yeah. like from a, from a director's thing, you start to um, yeah. Which is one of the great things. You, uh, through osmosis, you start to absorb everyone's skills. Mm. Right, So I like got good at camera because they had good camera operators. Mm. You know, you get good at managing t- I, You know, I, you asked earlier, actually. Oh, Solange. Oh, I can't talk about that, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just
1: realised. I do get into trouble because I talk too much. Oh,
0: do you? Yeah, it's so
1: something that, you know, I'm not supposed to talk about because I signed something. That's, yeah,
0: <laughs> so what inspires you as a teacher then?
1: Um, uh, to see To see people... Excel, right. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, the, there is, like, ways of teaching the kind of standard that I find in this modern world because we've all grown up with technology. I think I think the kids are way past all of that and we're just trying to catch up. So I would try and challenge them to be, you know, like, let's say you can, you know, you, they know how to work an iPhone, they know how to work a computer, and it's kind of like, okay, well, we're already to that point why not push them a little harder to make good stuff, right, rather than just be, you know, just be adequate. Mm. Right? Mm. And uh, and uh, the whole point is to change the world. Yeah. It always is, right? <laughs> Redemption's the only story in town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you've worked for 40 years in the industry. So you, as we've discussed before, we've seen a lot of changes. Um, but what do you think is the biggest change that has um, happened?
1: Um, well, probably this technology. Technological revolution, and the fact that TV is almost irrelevant now, right? So what you're doing online is it, right? Podcasts has become like, I believe, the number one consumable in in uh, you know for media, like far outstrips television, film, and uh, 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 so that's what I'm told. And I'm, all my friends, I know, have you seen this podcast? And it is kind of addictive. You go to bed, turn on a podcast, listen to it, and go to sleep and hear. Experts talk about their particular thing, and so it's like slow TV, I guess. Mm. You know where, where, you know, you, we just go, wham, wham. I mean, I've been guilty of this through my career. Is I make it quicker, make it faster, get in, get out before they get bored, change the channel before they get their finger to the button. Yeah, but um, uh, but there's a whole other outlet now. So, um, so YouTube destroyed TV because now everyone can make it. Yeah right and some of it's not so good but um some people out there are doing amazing things just because they have ideas and it's about ideas and about caring and about changing the world so and now anyone can do it
0: like like us we're like doing us. it you yeah. know yeah um the, obviously the media industry is going to shift a lot isn't it i mean we're now seeing print is also dying yeah um and you're you're suggesting the television is also going to
1: Oh, it already has. Really you know, it's struggling. Struggling, you know, yeah. You know, watches TV.
0: Oh, not yes, yeah, true. You know,
1: actually, it's funny. Like and it's happening around the world. Uh, when I went to China a couple of years ago. Uh, I think I'm becoming a commie, just to, <laughs> to let you know. <laughs> no, <Right>. because they, <laughs> no they, commie. They here. seem to have more say in what the government does than we do. Right, <laughs> but that, that's 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 another story. But um, uh, going to an average Chinese household, right? So they have got TV on, so they're watching. The equivalent to the voice or some sort of talent show, it's all the same stuff, right? You're watching that, and you'll have six people in the room, and they're all on the phone and they're all turning the volume up, outdoing each other's chaos, right? <laughs> right, and the, and the internet kind of uh, the, the router's going, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it goes on for hours. So, <laughs> you know, like, just like way ahead of us, <laughs> you're like. Well, everyone does it here now. I notice you're watching yes, TV. Em- you're watching TV, and there'll be six people on, on the the phone. different, yeah, on different, and they're consuming this thing continually. Then, every now, don't you see that? You know, yeah, like, you know? yeah. It's like us, uh, like this.
0: So, so what what's that mean for the world of, I suppose, information? Where we got so much information, then, and how do you know what's what? Um, what's quality information? How do you then separate good information to just information for information's sake?
1: That's and a really good question. that the first time. I, I, uh, some ideas just hit me. I'll throw them out at you. Yeah. So you've got six people in a room and they're turning everything up and they're showing each other. So they're using this now as a proxy for yourself. So, oh, did you see this? Right? So rather than actually having a conversation, did you see this? This is a proxy for me. Right, and uh, so I think it's pretty warped right now. If you've got six people watching six things, and they're trying to make one go louder than the other, is that we're all feeling lonely actually? So we're all being st- actually stripped of our individuality because we've been hammered. I'm making this up as we speak, right? It's first thought, but it seems to make sense that um, that if you've got six people in a room, they're all needing things, and they're going, "Ah, look at this!" Have a look, and they're turning it up louder and louder than each other. Um, there's this desperate need. For attention for one on one.
0: So with with these kind of changes, uh, technology taking over our lives pr- quite a lot. Um, what then do you think are the pathways into this sector or this industry? You know, because you you you, you train them for you know production skills, technical skills for television. Yeah,
1: yeah. So See, what will be the pathways? And now? once you get over the technology, that's easy, right? That's that's where. It, where I start to enjoy the teaching is so saying now, now you know, now you know how to do shutter exposure, focus, and you know, and composition. Right now, you've got to say something with it, and so I'm always about what are you saying with that? Because there's four things you can learn, And you can learn that in four minutes, really, if you're keen. You don't need more than that, and so, but you need to be able to apply it and to create meaning, and to create content, and not necessarily by talking. Speaking it, but by juxtaposing pictures together, uh, it's all sort of interesting. I, I don't know where it's going. I just know that we're consuming really hard, and it seems to be we've got to stop and take a breath and just breathe. Mm. <laughs> and that song that I played you early, I right? guess, <laughs> like uh, and it, it's not. It's not going any. Uh, it's not reducing at all. Apparently, our screen time. And I remember where way back, uh, well, it would have been eighties. I was saying they're saying in the future screen time will go up to six hours a day. Well, we've gone way past that, yeah. right? Like, like, and we would go. There's no way that anyone can watch that much screen time, but you can because it's in your pocket. Pocket, yeah. Right. You're on the way to work, on the way home, as you go to bed, you know, like I'll, I'll just watch, you know – YouTube videos until the you know until the iPad falls on my face.
0: God, <laughs> hopefully you guys don't do that at home. Don't sleep with your devices in bed. That's what I keep on telling people. Don't sleep with your devices in yeah, bed. Yeah. Not oh. your phone. Not your iPad. Not a TV even. Um, Too late. <laughs> so, 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 what are some of your, some of your best tips uh, to survive to surviving in this industry?
1: Oh, just to make stuff. Yeah, I th- yeah. Um, anyone who ever got into into the industry work for free for a while right? yes so we know you we're know, all you, you know, <laughs> this is what we do it's the way you work for free uh, you get noticed because you get good at what you do and then people will start paying you so just just work on actually yeah and you're looking for people to help help you work out here that's the sort of thing that's the way you get in you start mm. do, you start producing content and no one's going to pay you first right right up front so and same with me I'm I've made so and I still do. You know, made that music video for free. Um still do free stuff. Can't help myself. You know, so if I am doing nothing, it's free stuff, someone will come, I'm make me a video. <laughs> there goes one there, right? I've got a list of them to catch up on, right? You know, as long as, see, as, long as I can pay rent, I'm actually okay. You know, yeah. like I'm not really in this for the money, you know? So you, you think yeah.
0: advice for for young people or people who are trying to break into this industry is to give some of their time yeah. to learn on the job for free, yeah. at the same time, obviously... Going to to courses like yours at TAFE to pick up some of those technical skills.
1: Yeah, and 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 have a passion and an angle. I think it was um, way back when I was started off we were casting for um for a kid show. This would be uh, early nineties, and um, and one of the things that I started to notice that is that there, there started to be this culture of I just want to be a star. Yeah, I know, first noticed that back then, early 90s, 1992, I think, you know, I just wanted to be a TV host, right, so interview, like, uh, there was a, a, role, a female role for, for, um, for a kid show and um, interviewed about 20, 20, 20, um, 20 girls and uh, half of them had no interest. Are you interested in anything, Mm. I don't care. Just be interested in something, not just being the host. The host. This is probably the selfie culture, not just having a pretty picture of yourself. What are you interested? You know, even if you collect stamps, I don't care how boring yeah. it is. But at least have something other than yourself, because if if yourself is all you got, then you got nothing. Mm. Actually, that's probably the most <laughs> profound thing I've ever said. <laughs> Of
0: of it. So you what's n- so what's next, Bernie? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's next? Prof- <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? More profundity. What's next for you? Next,
1: next. Uh, let's see. Um, I've got a, you know there are a few feature films I want to make. Uh, feature films. Will I ever go there? Now I'm not sure.
0: So feature film is next on your list.
1: I've written a few, and I was, got into writing for a bit, and then so, but you know, actually that's where I was heading at the end, of, it, I left television in 1994, and I said I'll never work in television again, <laughs> and then I locked myself away for two, three years writing scripts. Right. Because I'm going into film, right? Yeah. Then I ran out of money. Right. Right, so Foxtel started, so oh, I better go, Foxtel, and a friend who was. A manager there said, Byron, we can't get directors. Come on, come on, come on, All right, I did that. And then I thought, oh, this, this rock thing, you know, it's pretty good, pretty cool. I'll be good at this because I was a museo and I was interested yeah. in it. So I got about as good as you can get at that, right, and uh, sort of dominated that for a while. And then now it's time to stop and think about, well, what else can I do? So it has to change. Every 10 years I'll change tack.
0: Mm. Right. But you're still teaching now for the last, how many decades now?
1: Oh, I didn't I haven't been teaching for decades. Probably <laughs> what four, five, four, five years, and uh, yeah, and the early stages are too radical, you know. So, I've, 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 actually, this is the compliant burn, right? Oh. You just see me. So know, we've got, two, got a compliant two, burn two, here you know, in the you studio. See me two years ago, the hair was <laughs> down here. He's going, ah, yeah, you know, like, you know, on, God, I'll go, i knock you kids around. <laughs> I even had that voice, you know. They called him the Reverend.
0: <laughs> some
1: people still remember that.
0: Yeah, Reverend (laughs) Burn. Well, thank you so much for your time, Bernie. You out didn't it? No, didn't. I was about to go
1: there.
0: Uh, So that's uh, this Bernie Levis here, Zelvis, Zelvis.
1: Zelvis.
0: (laughs) Bernie Zelvis here with us at Dawncast. Uh, Thanks, Bernie, for his time. Uh, If you're interested in the large body of work and uh, curated content for students that Bernie has available online, check out his YouTube channel, and we will have that link to his YouTube channel on this Dawncast because it's a very long link, so I'm not going to read it all out. Um But thank you so much, uh, Bernie, for your insights. And in, Thank you in, for having in, me. That in, was fun, actually, yeah, recollecting like some, a, some, some memories. Things. Yeah, And Fairy Meadow, you <laughs> oh, reminded me exactly.
1: of, you know, the migrant hostel and all of that has all come back. I've got some friends on Facebook who went there.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. We into. need to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm Di Lee and I'm from Dawncast. So make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Click on the bell below, below here so you can get notified. And if you've got a story so you know of someone who's got a, an amazing story to share, please uh, reach out to us. We'd love to have them on our Dawncast podcast. So see you next time. Until then, bye.